This episode is sponsored by quality and innovative Game Bore cartridges. Game Bore shot shells are the choice of world champion David Radulovich and 26 times world champion George Digweed MBE. White Gold and Dark Storm contain precision-made diamond shot, manufactured exclusively in England, and coupled with high-performance smooth velocities, providing less felt recoil. If you are serious about your scores, you have to shoot with the best. When every clay counts, make sure you never compromise. Game Bore is the most decorated task and sporting clay shot shells in the sports history. Available now throughout the U.S., exclusively from KL Ammo. Find them online at www.gameboreus.com. Game Bore are simply the champion's choice. Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast with your hosts, Jason Rambo and Sean Alley. We bring you all things sporting clays. Our focus is bringing new shooters to the sport and helping all shooters by giving you the most useful info from coaches, pro shooters, gun clubs, product and service specialists. The Dead Pair Podcast, what every shotgun shooter wants to hear. Paul? Hey everyone, welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Rambo. With me, as always, the guy that's large and in charge. I, I like how that sounds. <laughs> well, you know what? You weren't very large and in charge yesterday, buddy. I got to go shoot sporting clays and a new club, to, new to us, and you had to stay here and make signs. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I, 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 love I have to live vicariously through you, <laughs> I guess. I'm going to rub it in every chance I get. Yeah, so how was the trip? Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. So, all right, everyone. I went to New Albany, Indiana, which is about 10 to 15 minutes west of Louisville, Kentucky, uh, to the sporting club at the farm, which is owned and operated by Bobby Brooks. Wow. Uh, I hope I can get a bunch of these pictures up on our YouTube channel uh, for this podcast. The work that they have done there is unbelievable. He was showing me a bunch of before and after photos of the clubhouse and the grounds. And wow. I mean, anybody goes there is in for a real treat. Yeah. I mean, you've seen quite a bit of the courses around here in Ohio. How does it compare? I mean, is it, what's Um, the train like? It's Hillendale meets. Airport Ridge meets Mad River. Okay. Um, so pretty good mix of terrain then, obviously. Yeah, there's like, I want to say on the property total, and, and we'll you'll hear here in a minute, um, I play the interview. I want to say there's like 40 acres of water right out behind the clubhouse, and as you go up on the hill, there's two more big lakes up there, mm-hmm. 740 acres, a uh, ton of room, ton of possibilities. It's infinite, uh, the capabilities of the place, and... Uh, Knowing, well, you know what? I don't want to say too much. Let's yeah. let's, let's play this this interview. I think you're going to like it, Sean. Um, Bobby has some really cool stuff that he talks about, and um, I, I think everybody, if they're in that area, in that vicinity, t- Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, West Virginia, I mean, you you're really doing yourself a discredit by not checking out this club. Gotcha. Um, I know that. I will say that, you know, Bobby's a resident instructor, but Bill McGuire there is there quite often teaching. Okay. So anybody that wants a lesson with Bill McGuire can set that up there at the 
sporting club at the farm. So. Okay, cool. And do they do a lot of registered uh, shoots there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do. In fact, the Indiana State's going to be there next year. Oh, sweet. Well, maybe we can make a trip. Yeah. Well, to tell you how awesome the club is, they've been open not quite a year, and, and the association there in Indiana came to him and said, we want to do it here. Nice. Yeah. That says a lot. Yeah. That says exactly. a lot. Exactly. So, but he's done a lot of work. Uh, it shows. When you're going around, it's like, wow. Um, and then when you go back and he shows you the pictures of what it was like before, it puts it all in perspective. And it's the plans that he has for the place are just above and beyond. Wow. So, But let's let's play this interview real quick. Um, real quick commercial break. We'll come right back with Bobby Brooks straight from the Sporting Club at the Farm in New Albany, Indiana. American-made Atlas traps are made right here in Kansas and feature the finest quality, innovation, and support in the business. Atlas traps are made using aircraft-quality aluminum and stainless steel to ensure your traps will outlast the competition. So whether you're an individual needing a private trap for practice and recreation, or a club needing to outfit your entire facility, family-owned and operated Atlas traps can suit all your needs. Visit atlastraps.com to see the full line of commercial and recreational traps and accessories. With prices that won't make you see red and quality that won't leave you feeling blue, Atlas has the finest equipment available. RE Ranger, you can't hit what you can't see. With 14 clay sight lenses manufactured by Carl Zeiss Vision, Ranger lenses add target clarity and contrast no matter the lighting condition. Visit reranger.com for all your shooting eyewear needs, free shipping and returns in the U.S. on orders of $90 or more, and if you use the code DEADPAIR at checkout, you will save 10% off your order. See it further, see it faster, see it with precision with RE Ranger. All right, I am here with Bobby Brooks and Brooke Hollis. Did I say that correctly, Brooke? Yeah, <laughs> Vanna White. Yeah, Vanna White. Um, <laughs> Bobby is the owner of the Sporting Club at the farm, and Brooke is the marketing director for the Sporting Club. Bobby, first of all, for those that don't know who you are, give us just a little bit of your background. Give us a, like the abbreviated history, if you will. Okay, well, thanks a million, first of all just uh, for coming out and visiting and, and shooting with me today. We had a great time, and, and I greatly appreciate you all bringing, bringing Dead Pair Podcast to the farm. Well, we we are very honored that you asked us to come out, so I appreciate that. Um, I'm from here in New Albany, Indiana, originally. That's where I grew up. My dad was actually raised on this farm, uh, and as a kid, he brought us out here and fished and swam and camped and shot guns for the first time. So, so this farm is a sentimental and, and uh, we got a lot of family history here um, then I moved after college and uh, lived in Tennessee where I, I lived about the last 18 19 years raised my family down there managing farms and and uh, that's where I started shooting competitively and um, from there you know I, I shot competitively registered targets for the last 15 16 years or something and uh Got to travel a lot and went to nationals, used to the U.S. Opens, and just just dabbled in it like everybody else. You know, I've always had a full time job, and and uh, but what I did for a living as far as managing big farms and large tracts of land, and as a competitive shooter, um, the last eighteen years kind of built me and kind of hardwired me to do this for a living for my own property for myself, 
And I always knew with this property, it was a great location, um, 12 minutes out of downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Um, lots of hotels, restaurants are great in this area. We have uh, Caesars Casino is one mile down the road. Um, so it's a it's a very good location. And out of uh, everywhere that I've traveled personally, uh, always in the back of my mind, I always knew that this was a great spot. You had mentioned to me earlier today that you originally laid out the plans for this place in like 2007. Yes, sir. And so it took a long time to come to fruition, but you probably learned a lot and probably have done things differently than what you would have done in 2007, correct? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, because I thought it was a great idea and I knew I had a great location, I tried to I tried to make it happen uh, a few different times, you know, and tried to force it. Um, but the longer I was in Tennessee and the, the longer uh, I got to kind of hone my craft and, and uh, of managing properties and shooting competitively and learning about setting targets and yeah. uh, all the opportunities I got to see other clubs. So with my land management and the wildlife habitat and everything that I've done in the past, it just hardwired me to really hone it in and, and do it right, you know, and, and thankfully um, so I can do it for myself here. It kind of built the perfect storm, if you will. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. Well, Brooke, you told me a funny story. You said you used to sneak into this place years ago. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous piece of property. So how did you come about to be part of this team? Well, Bobby and them had started a Facebook page. And like I said, I told you, so my day job is I'm a professional photographer, been for 12 years, and I used to sneak on this property when it was run down. There was nobody using it. And it had great buildings, great lakes in the back. And I used to sneak in with clients and take pictures. So just, I don't know, one thing, it's just, I think it's all kismet. It's all meant to be. And I saw a video um, of the farm and I'm like, hey, that's my farm. That's what he, what's going on? That's where she trespasses. That's where I trespass. That's my farm. <laughs> reached out. Well, it was, I didn't reach out to you yet. Um, the next day on Facebook, Bobby Friend requested me. Oh, nice. And I'm so telling you, it was the weirdest thing. So I reached out. And since then, it's been over a year now, we've been working together and kind of, because I, I have a special, this this farm is special. I mean, it's like, you're right in the downtown area of Louisville. It's like right over there in New Albany. And we've got, you know, New Albany is just booming right now. Great yeah. restaurants. Um, and this is the perfect venue going out to the casino to just stop in. And I'm not a shooter, but, you know, the first time I shot with Bobby, he's just so good at teaching you and, you know, get over your sweat pits and shoot. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so fun. So yeah. She did my, great. I mean, for the first time. I mean, I hit 10 out of 10. It was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, had, she had a good experience shooting with her uh, husband one time and uh, oh, he, he's awful. an outdoorsman and stuff, but she didn't have a real good experience. She was scared. And, yeah. and so we set her up on a, on a little trap bird and, and she got, I stuck an A400 in her hand, you know, I mean, nice. my kid's gun. So she, uh, she got to doing it and then she liked it. She, she started. Yeah, she started I went. This. I went home and I told my husband. I was like, you know, I think for Christmas I'd like a shotgun. And he's like, which one you want? And I showed him. <laughs> he's like, Brooke, that's more than every gun I own. I'm like, oh, that's what I want. Sorry, that's what I want. So yeah. you know, it, it's it's funny because Sean and I. The more we start going to more and more new clubs, it seems like each club has its own little niche thing or its own little neat feature that somebody else doesn't have. And when I came here, I was blown away because there's so many awesome features. Um, you know, first of all, this clubhouse, I think you said it was built in 1870. 1870. Yes. You guys have 
going through and totally revamped it. You showed me the pictures. I cannot believe the amount of work you guys have done. But then once you start going around looking at the course, the enormous ponds that are on this property, the backdrop, the woods, you got a little bit of fields, uh, you know, bird fields you're working on, and it's like, this is just amazing. You know, I mean, I was blown away. I thought we had pretty clubs up home, and you guys have really kind of taken it a step further. So, um, how many acres again? Thank you for saying that. It, uh, it's a labor of love, but the, the yeah. land management side of it is my forte. And that's, I take a lot of pride in that. And, and everybody thinks it looks beautiful now, but I, I see five years down the road. And I'm yeah. like, wait till you see what I see in five years. Right. So I'm excited about that. The aesthetics of the farm will continue to grow and, and transition, you know, and yeah. it's, I'm excited. But it is 740 acres and, and something that I, you know, I, I share and, and with everybody around this is this is not just a gun club it's i mean we do we have two archery courses we have four lakes we have 350 acres of uh, classified forest with beautiful hiking trails you know six or eight miles of hiking trails up in the woods um we have one barn that's uh, about uh what is it 3700 square feet or it's uh the hay barn and then we have it upstairs to do weddings and and um, corporate events um, meeting space yeah, it's a 125-year-old barn that's just beautiful. And then we have a, a event barn that, that is about 10,000 square feet. And, and we've done proms and wedding receptions and weddings and um, QDMA banquets and just all kind of stuff. So this is an event place with a destination with, with a lot of corporate opportunities to, to meet and entertain. So I just, I love uh, having our hand in all of it. Yeah, and we have an events manager, Jennifer, that she does just the corporate stuff and wedding stuff, and and then my wife Lori, of course, she she's the boss here day to day and running the running the pro shop and, and taking care of the customers and and my partner Jack Cutter, who is you know he's he's a younger kid guy that you met today and he's he shot with us, but uh, he's he's learning the, the trade, you know. And I have twenty five years of experience kind of managing these properties and. And little Jack's just kind of under my wing, and and I'm teaching him to to be able to manage these same types of properties. Well, he's got the go getter mentality, that's for sure. He so, does. He's yeah. a hard worker. Yeah, I can see that. Um, he was very excited looking at different target opportunities as we were going around the course. I'm like, wow, this kid never quits thinking. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what you want. Yeah, you know? I, I tease him a lot because he's so analytical. <laughs> I don't stop thinking. I just push him off a cliff. You know? I like, but I can't fly. I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> so, Brooke, for you, what, what's been the hardest part about this? Is it trying to portray everything here that there is and, and try to, you know, picture speaks a thousand words, but sometimes it takes a thousand pictures to really show yeah. what a property is capable of. Well, I, I can see that as being a struggle. Totally. And I think the, another struggle is is that we had a meeting today and it was commented on that, you know, not everybody's into guns. And I'm like, we're not just a gun club. We're so much more than just, you know, even if you're not into guns, we're structured in such a way that it's so, it's taught so well by Bobby and whoever teaches you and it's so structured safely and it's just, we're just more than a gun club. I'm trying to get that across to the community that we're, right. we're not a bunch of bumpkins and, you know, all is welcome. And we're, you know, there's, there's archery, like you said, hiking. Uh, we're going to hopefully get some more outdoor, like kids coming, you know, involved, inner city kids. Um, so we're just, that's the main thing. I feel like it's hard to get our name out there of just not being a gun club. We're so much yeah. more. Because you've seen the property. We're so much more oh, than just yeah. a gun club. 
And I'll tell you, she hit it the nail on the head there with the kids program because yeah. honestly, I mean, once we get the business running as a well-oiled machine, that's my goal, of course. But we have to pay, pay the bills and keep the lights on. But yeah, but my my heart and my why is, is in the kids programs, and and I coach a scholastic shooting team for kids here, and we have a scholastic 3D archery team for kids here, and so uh, we've got cool. kids from all over Southern Indiana and Louisville that's coming in here and, and shooting with us. So. We've already got we've already got a good team. We've had some immediate success this year. All my shooters are first year shooters, and they're so a, good. They are they're had, so good they, to be first year. We had a tenth grader win the state, and then I had a sixth to eighth grade team win the state. Wow. So our first year out, so and a lot of them I, I'll interview when we do a shooter spotlight um, on all the kids. We're going to try to do all the kids, and I'm like, "How long have you been shooting?" Oh, this is the first time I've ever, and I'm like. Good. Wow! Goodness gracious, it's wow. very impressive. So to see the kids kind of start to now, it's really yeah. fun. That's I think that's one of my favorite things is the kids to come in. Sean and I are really big on youth shooting. We, you know, it's like love or hate. It's the future of the sport. Uh-huh. Absolutely, it really is. And I still get the biggest thrill of helping a kid. And I'm nowhere your level baller, but helping a kid in a they break that target and they turn around and got this huge oh, smile on their face. You think you just give him, you know, <laughs> half of a toy store or something. You, you know? bet. And I love it. It's cool to see. For it sure. Is. It's very rewarding. So you already have some big plans for next year. Can you can you let that cat out of the bag yet? Can you tell everybody or um, it's what I'm working on, but I mean, okay. right right now out of the gate, I mean we we're supposed to have the Indiana State Championships next year. And this is our first year being open, but it, I mean, it is a, it is a, I'm, it is a nice place. And they called me and said, "Hey, there's a lot of people that would like to see the Indiana State there next year." And so, um, so in our second year into business, you know, we're we're going to, um, I'm finalizing that. I'm working through that. Um, we had some restrictions in the county that we're working through, and then I'm just finalizing that to utilize the rest of my property because right. the restriction with the 300 yard restriction is kind of really crazy. Uh, that they would put that on us. But, and that restriction was that we couldn't shoot 300 yards within any boundary, any roadway or any property line. So it was, uh, it was. That takes, that takes a ton of real estate. It does take yeah. a ton of real estate. So, so we said, look, let's just get open. Let's get our course set up in the middle. We can shoot. We can show them who we are and what we do. And, um, you know, it's really, it's really been well. We started off in our first year and, um, and they, they have a change of heart, you know, so I'm, we're going back to, to try to get that restriction lifted uh, the first week of September and uh, Lord willing, everything goes well and, and uh, that gets you know approved and then we can then we can hold some big shoots here. Yeah. So, OK, as far as when we kind of skipped over some of the stuff, you know, you have fishing, you have archery, uh, like Brooke said, you're going to have some hiking, some other outdoor events. On the sporting clay side, right now you've got a hundred bird course that has three up to four targets per station, right. and you've been talking. You know you're looking into splitting that. Um, what is your plans in the short and long term future for the club as far as all your amenities for shooting? Well, immediately as soon as we get um, through this uh, planning and zoning meeting in September, um, if things go well there, that's we're going to split our course in half. Then we're going to have an up. Uh, we're going to have a woods course, of course. Uh, woods course, of course. And then uh, well, everybody's got a woods course. Uh, so, um, so we're going to have a woods course, and that'll be a 12, 12 13 station course. 
And then um, down here along the bottoms um, to drive along the lakes, we'll have an open field course. And um, that way, you know, I don't have to really be restricted. I can have a corporate event going on and keep another course open to the public. Right now, I kind of have to do a balancing act, whether we're going to be able to throw enough targets to shut the course down for your corporate event, or, or are we going to have to have your corporate event and have some public shooting going on? Right. So I, I really need to split that to, to try to keep everybody happy. And, uh, it's tough to do, but I really try to keep everybody happy in this business and and uh, try, to, try to, you know, we are in the entertainment business. And, right. So the more opportunities they have to shoot in different locations and keeping fresh targets changed, you know, I, we do our best. And, uh, and we're learning as we go as a new, you know, business. And you also, you have... A five stand now, but you said you were possibly looking into two five stands. Correct, correct. Because I want to keep one for uh, you know different levels, different levels. I'd like an easy powder puff five stand because we do a lot of entertainment with corporate groups and new shooters. Um, so I like to have a bunch of easy targets and little trap birds to introduce shooters to the sport. And, and when you have some corporate type shooters or some novice shooters or kids. You know, I want to put them on targets where they're going to get that immediate gratification and get that big sort of grin on their face and have fun. Yeah. So, but but also I need another five stand so I can have some challenging targets and kind right. of some big boy stuff. Um, so you're the resident instructor. Yes, sir. But you said... Bill McGuire. Bill McGuire is your resident pro instructor. And you yeah. said he was here roughly every quarter. He's been here... Four times now, three, four times, and uh, Bill's very close to me, man. I love Bill. He's like my brother. My kids call him Uncle Bill, and <laughs> so we've been, you know, and everything really. I mean, I used to travel when I when I was shooting more um, when I lived in Tennessee. I, I went a lot with Bill, and, and thankfully, you know, I, um, I learned everything I really know from Bill, and um, he's just he's just a very good friend of mine, and, and my kids call him Uncle Bill, and it's just he's just he likes to hunt and fish together, and, and right. So he, he's going to spend some time up here and hopefully make that, you know, his home course to where people can fly into Louisville and, and come to shoot with Bill here. Very cool. He was here just a couple of weeks ago and before he went to the northeast or north central regions. And then uh, he's going to come back next month in September and, and do some teaching and some dove hunting. And so, uh, yeah, awesome. we're, we're very fortunate to have him here or going to be coming in and teaching with us. Brooke, tell everyone, okay, you're on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, sort of on Twitter. <laughs> we, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, and then your website. Our farm website is thefarmsc.com. So it's the Farm Sporting Club, abbreviated.com. Mm -hmm. I drove in from up in Ohio, and I came right through Louisville, and I think from there it was about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And you were telling me some numbers of hotels down the road here. I, I was blown away the number of rooms. First of all, the hotels, or the, uh, excuse me, the yeah. casino hotel has 500. 500, rooms. and then they're a mile down the road. They're so right. Caesar's so Casino has 500 rooms. And then downtown Louisville um, to the KFC Yum Center, Jeff Ruby Steakhouse, everywhere downtown right there, um, is 12 minutes yeah. to downtown from door to door. And there's 80,000 hotel rooms within the, 30 minute radius of right here. Great well, food. Great food. Great New Albany's food. booming, like Brooke said. It's yeah. booming. Louisville's great. You know, they got a lot of great restaurants downtown. Well, this is perfect for me because I have a wife drop me off here while she goes down to the casino. 
Absolutely. And I can shoot all day and not spend as much money as she will. She know, not in control. She may hit it. She may hit that jackpot and bring home 30 grand. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, um, it, it really is cool because there's something here for everyone. So, Bobby, you still do a monthly registered tournament, correct? Yes, sir. We, uh, we do it once a month. And our next one is September 4th and 5th. In October 1st and 2nd, and then another one in November sometime. But yeah, absolutely. We, we have monthly tournaments. And, and you're on Score Chaser, correct? We are, yes, sir. Okay, good deal. Any closing thoughts? I don't think so. If you guys want to know more about our, our events, we do list them on our website and Facebook. Um, again, just come see us. Always open for a tour. Bobby loves to give the tour. <laughs> I do love to give tours. I, because you know what? I truly love to share this place. It's been a dream come true. And it's just a it's a blessing to kind of live and live and do what you love to coach the kids and, and new shooters. And so it is a blessing to have the opportunity to work in the great outdoors and, and to teach a, you know, the sport. Uh, that we're, that's our hobby. You know? That's right. This is, this, we're in the fun having business. Well, you, you have a lot to be proud of here, for sure. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely a cool destination. And, and like I said before, the best part of this is I got to come see it, check it out, and Sean had to work. So yeah, sure. uh, We just want to encourage everybody to come and visit. And there's a, there's a lot more to do here than just shoot, shoot play targets. There's, there's lots to do here at the farm, archery, and fishing, and hiking. And, uh, but the area is great. The restaurants are great. The casinos right here and downtown Louisville. So yeah. it's, it's a great place to visit with lots to do. Well, thank you both very much for uh, spending some time with me. Um, thank you for inviting us down um, to be on the show. And again, if you guys have anything coming up in the future you want to announce, just get a hold of us. We'll get you on. Even if it's only for a couple minutes, we'll, we'll definitely include you. So That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Sean, you know, <laughs> that interview with Bobby um, – I wish I'd have spent more time with him. There's just so much more there to talk about. Well, I'm glad you finally got to get out there. I mean, uh, you've been talking to him for a while now, and finally your schedule's meshed, and yeah. you are able to get there. Um, you were selling, selling something uh, off the air about a water presentation you were working <laughs> on. What was, what was with that? Uh, I don't know if I want to give the cat away, or let the cat out of the bag, as they say. Um, but basically, we've all seen targets that are thrown at the water, you know, um, whether it's a batu and then it flips upright, and then, you know. Have you ever seen a target presentation where the thrower is in the middle of the lake firing at you across the water? Hmm. Yeah. So it, this is, you know, he's working out the details of it because for a registered tournament, it has to be, you know, the, the trap can't be moving, right? So he's trying to figure out the details. but And I don't want to get, you know what, I might be saying too much now, but I'm, this is the kind of innovative thinking he's sounds yeah. unique. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, and it was funny because, and I even you heard me mention that in the interview that you know his partner Jack, he, he just he went out, we shot around together, and he's still just the whole time he can't even think about his own shooting. He's thinking about, man, I wonder if I could throw this target from over here and over there and across. That's like, wow, well, that's a good guy to have on the staff yeah. if he's trying to scheme and figure out stuff. So. Absolutely. And, you know, even though he's new and he's learning, Bobby's taught him a ton in a real short manner, and you could see it. I mean, uh, he's he's a go-getter. and But the vision that Bobby has for the place, it's, it's 
that's going to be a, a really big destination shoot. Well, that's awesome to have another club so close. I mean, you know, what was it, what was your drive time like over there? Uh, from here, it was four hours. That's, see, that's not terrible. So, no, no, it's not terrible. No. Um, in a car that doesn't ride like a log wagon, probably could have done a little quicker. Sure. But, you know, when you're cruising down the road in a three-quarter ton with 35-inch tires, it's like, okay, let's just back this down a little bit. <laughs> so, but... Uh, with that, you get a monster deep. Next thing you know, you're looking for an exit, right? So, right. but uh, anyway, no, it was it was so worth the drive. I was really excited to get there, and then I really didn't want to go home. <laughs> I mean, of course, of course, I wanted to go home, but I didn't want to leave that place. It was it was so much fun. Um, so, hats off to everybody at the sporting club at the farm. Uh, thank you for for having us down uh, and including us and thinking about us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, nice. I look forward to maybe trying to make the journey down there myself. Yeah. Well, hey, we have got Kevin DeMichael on hold uh, for questions for the coaches. Well, let's get to him then. We, we've got some really good questions, and this segment is brought to you by Bear Pelt. At Bear Pelt, it's not just your vest, it's your new uniform. All right, for this seg- segment excuse me, of questions for the coaches, we have Kevin DeMichael. What's up, Kev? What's going on, guys? Oh, Shoot, man, we're we're ready to roll with this. Taking it as easy as we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, Kevin, we had a ton of questions come in, and so all of you out there that sent questions, if we didn't pick your two, no worries. Uh, Kevin's going to be back on again in the future. We're going to save every one of those questions, and uh, I'm sure we'll corner him at some point for for every one of them. But uh, well, absolutely, Ke- Kevin, we we picked two at random. Um, if you're ready, we'll roll with it. All right, let's go. All right, so the first question comes from Bill, and he asks, in the past, I know you have experimented with different types of barrels, a.k.a. parkours, mid-ribs, high-ribs. What were your biggest takeaways, and what would you recommend to someone who is going through this stage of his or her shooting? Okay, all right, let's start with the first part, okay? Um, I have. I've shot... um all the barrels that Kriegoff offers, the parkour, the sporter, and the pro sporter. Um, I originally started out shooting the pro sporter because, I think I've talked about this before, uh, back when I shot my automatics, we put on uh, uh, DeVault uh, aftermarket ribs on top of them. Uh, I've always liked the high rib uh, because visually I can see the bird better. Now, that's me speaking. That's for me, okay? Right. as far as when I demoed or slash actually I had a parkour, um, I'm a pretty big guy, uh, I weigh 240 pounds, six foot two. And that parkour to me was a little whippy on the front end. It was too quick for me. Um, and I had a tendency of not being able to control the target very well. So the parkour was definitely not the fit for me. Um, a couple of years ago, year and a half ago, I swapped from the pro sporter to the sporter barrel, uh, which is not really a true flat, flat rib. It's It's got a little a little ramp to it. And uh, I like the gun, okay? I really did. The problem with it, I was so used to being head up that a lot of times I was running into uh, lifting my head to see the results or not getting in the gun well enough. And birds that were... Uh, pretty quick uh, where I had to start in the gun, say trap birds, that sort of stuff. Um, I had trouble seeing around it. And that's just because of, you know, literally I've shot hundreds of thousands of rounds through that high rib. So I eventually went back to the high rib and um, that's what I'm shooting right now. So his question 
um, what do you recommend to someone? Okay. I would recommend going to one of these shoots where these guns are available and demoing all of them. Okay. There's a reason they make these different guns because it's just like, you know, the difference between driving a truck and a car. You know, there's not a wrong or right answer. Some people like trucks, some people like cars. Okay. So same thing with the guns. Uh, the parkour is quick on the front end. So, you know, maybe somebody that's not as big as I am, maybe a lady or a smaller guy or that sort of thing that has trouble moving the heavier guns, that gun will work a lot better for them. Um, you know, the flat rib guys want to shoot the sporter. Um, it's got a little more weight out in front of it. They can control it a little better. So I think it's kind of one of those things where you need to go out and test drive them and uh, really decide, you know, which one works best for you before you go out and make a commitment buying one. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my little deal with with different guns and stuff. So, okay. yeah, definitely give them the best run. Gotcha. Now, Kevin, with that, just to follow up on that question, is that – would you look at somebody like say somebody comes from a hunting background, most hunting grub guns are flat rib. So if, if that's what they're used to, would you generally tell a student to go into that kind of gun if they go into a, to a target gun or. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if they come from a background shooting a flat rib, I would not try to influence them to go to a high rib just because I shoot one. Gotcha. Um, now if they were, you know, if they wanted to venture out and try it and they may like it better. Um, you know, I'm not against that either, but Obviously, both theories work. I mean, you look at, you know, Gavin, Karen, McGuire, all those people have won big stuff with, with high ribs. And then you look at Anthony, Zach, Corey, Derek, they all shoot flat ribs and they've won their share too. So there's not a right or wrong answer. But yeah, if somebody comes to me after been shooting two or three years and they've shot a, a flat rib the whole time, I would definitely not try to get them off that. You know, if they wanted, to, if they told me, hey, I'd like to try it. You know, I would let them shoot my gun or get a demo for them and let them try it and see if it was better or worse. So, gotcha. um, yeah, you know, it's just all an experiment until you find out what you like. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so the second question, uh, Connor writes, uh, what is the reason for shooting a hot load and how do you advise your students on choosing a load? I know that you're notoriously an ounce and an eighth guy because you're cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> and my question comes from seeing more shooters starting to shoot one ounce loads. Yeah, so uh, the funny answer would be that I shoot ounce and eighth because they won't let me shoot ounce and a quarter. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, on a serious note, uh, again, that's a little bit of a personal preference thing. The reason I do it, uh, again, that's what I started out with, shooting ounce and eighth. So really hundreds of thousands of rounds of ounce and eighth gone through the gun. Um, I'm not a recoil-sensitive guy. I actually like the recoil as part of my move. Um and with an ounce and eight, for me, I like the way they hit targets, okay? So the way I feel about it is if you do your job with an ounce and eight shell, not saying a one ounce won't do it, but with an ounce and eight shell, um, you do your job, it'll smoke the target, okay? Which I think builds confidence. When you have confidence, that builds a good round, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. Um, I've tried the one ounce deal. I, I went one year, I shot one ounce, and just I always had that thought in the back of my mind you know, could I hit that bird a little harder or this, that, and the other. Um, as far as what I would recommend or how to pick out a shell, especially with the younger people, I would not push ounce and eighth on them. You want them to be comfortable. You want them to be able to handle the recoil and keep it fun for them. You don't want somebody to go shoot a hundred targets and be beat up at the end of the day and have a huge bruise and that sort of thing. Right. So I would say 
you know, pick a shell that you have confidence in, that you feel like performs, and you like the way it breaks targets, most importantly. Um, but don't, you know, just because I shoot ounce and eighth or Zach shoots ounce and eighth doesn't mean you have to shoot ounce and eighth. Shoot what's comfortable to you and that's manageable, where you can go through a whole round and the end of it, you still feel pretty good. You can go shoot a five stand or something after that. Um, if you're a bigger guy, you can handle the recoil. You know, you got a few more BBs out there and they hammer targets. So, um, that's why I shoot ounce and eight. But as far as advising somebody what to pick, they need to pick a comfortable shell that, you know, doesn't rock them. And especially on like a bang, bang pair when you're shooting, you don't want that gun to knock you out of the second shot where you can't get to it. Right. So, yeah. you know, pick a comfortable shell that doesn't knock you on your butt and, you know, have fun with it. Well, Kevin, sure. uh, in that same regards, speed plays a lot with that too, right? I mean, because I know I shot a, an ounce and eighth load uh, a couple of years ago here, but it was a slow ounce and eighth load. Um, right, I right, think okay. I think Karen Shed shoots like an eleven sixty five if I'm if I'm saying that correctly. So maybe they can run that ounce and eight if they just want to run a lighter speed. Is that correct, or do you still recommend a yeah, stand? Yeah, pretty quick? yeah, you could still you could still um, you could still get a light a light ounce and eighth load. Okay, but in reference to the one ounce, if it's that same speed of the one ounce, it's going to be even softer, right? Right. So. It's, it's kind of a, a personal preference thing. And I think Karen shoots that BMP one ounce, 1160. I'm pretty sure she shoots a, a slow shell, a one ounce, but she hammers stuff with it. And in my opinion on speed. Okay. Um, I like speed for everything, duck hunting, all that kind of stuff. That's just what I do. All right. I like, I like the way when it, when it hits a target, uh, it really pounds it. But what, what I feels like more important than that is you get in tune with the speed and a certain shell. And that's why I always tell people, if you can practice with what you're going to shoot in the tournament, because you really get in tune with that shell. Okay. You right. really get in tune with it. I can tell if I switch shells, it's going to take me two or three cases to really find the center of the bird um, and get dialed in with it. So even if you've got to swap shells, try to keep it around the same speed. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can get some ounce and eight shells that don't, you know, you can get some ounce and eight, 1160s that don't kick that bad. But again, it's all back to a personal preference and being comfortable with that shell and being comfortable how they hit targets. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. I know a friend yeah. of ours, JD, he's just like you, uh, he shoots ounce and eight cause they won't let him shoot a three inch mag with, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> right. Um, well, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like fee task. Okay. The limit is one ounce. Right. Well, how many people do you see shooting seven eights? None. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm gonna get all I can get, right? I'm get all I can get. But I'll, I'll never forget. I, I asked Eister about this three years ago, and he said, "You know, he goes with some people. They have to feel that recoil. They have to feel that for some reason or another. If they if they're not getting that little bit of oomph in the shoulder, they feel like they're not hitting the target hard enough." And well, it, I, I agree with that. I, yeah. I totally agree with that. I think once you've shot enough of them, you uh, it's part of your move. Okay, it's it's part of your move. And and I'll be honest with you, people that shoot those shells when they, when you watch them shoot and they have a they have a bad shell. Okay, it doesn't go off. You can see how it's built in their move because they're driving forward with it. Yeah. They're not sitting there. They're not sitting there and letting the gun kick them. I promise you. When they get a bad shell, you're going to see that little move forward. So it's definitely it's definitely built into the move for sure. Uh, absolutely that's that's awesome kevin i appreciate you coming on talking to us about that um we'll be talking soon um we got absolutely we got like i said man we had a ton of questions i put it out there 
once I did that Tuesday and the amount of text, emails, direct messages, it, it was, it was insane. So um, awesome. We're, awesome. we're, we're going to get you back on because people like hearing from you. Yeah. So everybody likes to hear okay. from you. Okay. Well, good. Good. Absolutely. Y'all call me anytime. I'll be ready. Thanks, all right, Kevin. Kevin. Have a good night. Appreciate it, bud. Uh, all right. See y'all. Bye. Bye bye. Kevin's always great to have on, isn't he? Yeah. And he's very popular with our listeners. They like to, <laughs> they like to ask questions and they want to know what's going on with Kevin. I bet you between the comments on Facebook and Instagram, plus the direct messages between those two, plus the emails, I bet you were. I know we're north of 40 anyway, and, and it was like, wow, really? I mean, well, geez. Guy's got a lot of good info. People want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kevin's just his character. People, you know, kind of like naturally latch to him. Absolutely. So, hey, listen, speaking of that, I want to give a big shout out to Justin Barker. Justin Barker paid us a huge compliment um, on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, on our last podcast. And. That really meant a lot, and I really appreciate that from Justin. Yep. Um, anybody that doesn't know who I'm talking about, that's Justin Barker from Shotgun Sports USA. He runs an excellent, excellent podcast. Um, check it out uh, if you have some spare time. But uh, thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. Um, you know, we, we really kind of enjoy working with each other and feeding off of each other. It's been fun. Um, yeah, you could say we're in the same boat, just paddling on different sides. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, you know, I, I said it in the beginning. I think all these podcasts are relevant. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know what Dave and Kaylee do. Uh, I know they've been on a long break because of getting their club ready, um, but they'll, they'll be back. Yep. But what they do and what Justin does and what we do. Yeah. All of our mission statements are different, but they're all relevant and they're all, they're all helpful. And uh, I think, I think as a shooter, you're doing yourself a disservice by not listening to all of them right. uh, as much as you can. I understand it's not easy to listen to three different podcasts a week, but, um, you know, there's good information on all of them. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. But um, moving on, we've got some some really interesting guests, some very informative guests coming up. Yeah, a lot of stuff in the pipeline. Uh, still got some big shoots to go for the year. Obviously, the Nationals is in the back of our mind. Going to do a little uh, shooting around here. I think there's a few more shoots in Ohio we're going to hit. Uh, and then uh, the Jack Links tournament's coming up next year, so we're going to be looking forward to that in February. So Yeah, what a huge purse. I think it's $150,000. Yeah, it's kind of unheard of. Yeah. And <laughs> That's awesome. People are going to be coming out of the woodwork for that, I'm sure. Yeah. So. Well, you know, and there's a lot of people that, and listen, so if we could give a little bit of advice, uh, take it with a grain of salt or not, go to a shoot like this. And you may be thinking, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to compete with those guys and all the big dogs are going to be there. No, 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 no. Yeah. You need to go and check the shoot out, enjoy it for the experience of what it is. And and possibly do it as as a vacation. You know what I mean? Like do it. If you're going, I mean, let's face it. If you're from the Midwest or the Northeast, and uh, a shoot in February in Florida, probably not going to be, you know, you're not, you're not going to be missing a lot. Let's I, put it this way: I don't it, think it's going to be a terrible time to be down there in Florida in February. <laughs> no, right? and we all need a little break from the cold. So, right. I mean, you know, don't necessarily look at it as I'm just going to shoot. It's a vacation. Maybe take the family. You know, you go shoot for a couple of days. Wife and kids go hit the beach. Uh, I mean, we've done it. You well, know, and so, that's what we're planning on doing. Right, so. exactly. So, I mean, don't don't get yourself uh, too narrow-minded about it. I mean, whether it's a regional, whether it's a state shoot, whether it's one of these big shoots like the Gator Cup or this Jack Links Cup or, or what have you, it's always good to go out there and see what this sport's all about. It's really 
kind of awe-inspiring when you go to one of these big shoots and you see all these names that you read about in the magazines and they're they're driving right next to you in their buggy or they're walking right past you, you know, yeah. at the at the banquet hall or, or in the food court. Um, it, it's really neat. But as we've discussed, save the shaking the hand and and, and yeah. wanting to introduce yourself to after, after the shoot. shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so. and to that note, um, a reminder to everybody, make sure you get somebody new out shooting. Hey, let, let's let's do what we all talk about. Make people come to the sport, show them how much fun it is, and uh, hopefully gain some new members. Yes, for sure. And thank you to our sponsors, Game Boy, Negrini, RE Ranger, Atlas Traps, and Bear Pelt. Really appreciate everyone supporting us. Um, it, it's been an honor and, and a humbling experience yep. to work with each and every one of you. Um Listen, guys and gals, these are products that we believe in. Sean and I use each and every one of these products personally, and it means a lot to us that we enjoyed using those products. We believed in those products before they even came on board with us, and now that they are on board, we couldn't be more ecstatic. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's very, very humbling. So, Absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, I guess we pretty much come to the end of this one. You think? Well, maybe that was a good episode. I, I hope. I, I just wish I could have gone with you. I guess is my only I, caveat. It's the best part of it. Is I got to go shoot clays and you were stuck here working. Yeah. I loved it. We, we've had to do it a couple <laughs> times. I mean, I went to the Gator Cup without you. You uh-huh. went to the Florida State shoot without me. So you know, these things are going to happen. Yeah, but we are both going to the nationals together. So yes. for any of you guys going down there, you'll you'll definitely be able to catch up with us. You're so. just counting the days to the rematch on the Maker Break, aren't you? Yeah, well, we can we can definitely do that down there. I think so. As long as they have, I think they do have a make or break down there. Probably. but And if not, we'll find one because I know everybody wants to see who's going to be the overall winner of the dead pair shoot-off. Yeah, shout out to uh, <laughs> Scott Hitch. We need your recording capabilities because Chad's too short. Oh, did I say that? Was that on the air? Oh, Lord. Was that record? Is that red button lit? You're going to get a call oh, here in just man. yeah in a minute. <laughs> and thank you to Chad Roberts from Breakpoint Shooting. We, we appreciate your support as well. Absolutely. Uh, well, I guess that's it, guys. Uh, catch us next time here on the Dead Pair Podcast.